0: From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's podcast series, Currents, Awakening to the Flow of Spirit in Our Lives. Today, we welcome Terry Nelson-Johnson. Terry explores life and faith through the art of storytelling, and today reflects on the love of fathers. Hi, everybody. At this point, I would normally introduce myself as Terry Nelson-Johnson, tell you what a pleasure it is to participate in this podcast with you. However, I'm not really feeling the pleasure right now because the focus of this podcast, as I understand it, was supposed to be a celebration of the spirituality of Father's Day, finding the spirit in all things Dad. But I'm not really feeling it this minute because I'm taping this two weeks before Father's Day and we find ourselves in the midst of two crises, a pandemic, and profound racial strife. And so I was sort of hunting around for a way to approach this, and then I thought of a story. And sometimes stories bring me home. So let me share the story with you, see if it can contribute to a contemplation of fatherhood. The story takes place uh, over the course of. My 25th wedding anniversary, my wife, God bless her, literally, had found what she described as the most romantic bed and breakfast west of the Mississippi in Taos, New Mexico. And sure enough, it was pretty romantic and beautiful and southwesterny, understated, dry, uh, unique kind of beauty. And we got up for the first morning and went to which is pretty significant because it was, you know, a bed and breakfast. And their job is to make breakfast, you know, sort of fancy because it's expensive. The wife was sort of the worker bee of the operation, and the husband was the guy that schmoozed with everybody and told you what you could do today, et cetera. First two days, we were the only people in the bed and breakfast. And so at breakfast, he decided to just companion us, and he talked his way through pretty much the entire breakfast. And he had with him a companion, which was apparently his dog. The dog was very curious as to the garnish on the plate for both of my breakfasts. And I'm a dog guy, but still, like, come on. So we're on this beautiful veranda at the most beautiful bed and breakfast in the history of bed and breakfast. And this guy is talking our ear off with his dog. And he's bugging me wife a few times, and she's like, come on, it'll be fine, we have all day. So the third morning, sure enough, he comes out, his dog comes out, he starts to talk to us, I am agitated, and then uh, another couple comes, and he graciously excuses himself to go pay attention to them, and I'm like, oh, Lord have mercy. (laughs) And then he starts to talk to them, and apparently they ask about the dog, and he starts telling them the story of the dog. And I'm a storyteller, and I cannot help myself from listening to stories. So the guy that I prayed would leave my table and leave myself to my wife on our 25th anniversary is now telling the story about the dog. And I find the story somewhat compelling, much to my wife's chagrin. And apparently, he and his wife are like the overflow space for the local vet. And they especially take care of animals that have been somehow abused, or wounded. And he said they got this dog about three months ago, and the first two or three weeks that he was with them, this dog stayed under a table that was on the same veranda that we were having breakfast on. There was a tablecloth, and the dog hid underneath the table. If anybody walked towards the table, the dog would growl in such a way that the hair in the back of your step neck would just stand up. And then, after about three weeks, he put his little head out, and he would track this guy wherever he went, on the veranda. And as long as the guy didn't make a move towards the dog, the dog was okay. If he went towards the dog, the dog would do that vicious kind of growling. Another week, the dog came out from under the table, started trailing the guy at about 10, 15 feet. As long as the guy did not turn towards the dog, then things were fine. If he did turn towards the dog, the dog would become extremely aggressive. Another week, the dog would just... Be about uh, half a step in back of the guy. As long as the guy didn't turn towards the dog, things are fine. Turn towards the dog, aggression. Next week, he let him put his hand on top of the dog's head. And now, as the guy concludes the story, the dog is sitting um, really with this loving look on the dog's face, looking at this gentleman. And so he concludes the story by saying, and last week, and then he sort of does like a verbal ellipsis, and he puts his hand uh, underneath the chest of the dog. And those of you who are dog people, you'll get this. Uh, the rest of you stay with us. And he just started to scratch the dog's chest. And the dog, like, extended uh, his neck so that he would give more territory for the guy to get you. And then the dog just turns over, lays on its back, and exposes his tummy and chest to the guy, and the guy's just scratching the dog's chest and tummy. And then he concludes his verbal ellipsis. Remember, it started with, and last week? And then he looks up at the couple and he says, he let me love the hell out of them. And and last week, he let me love the hell out of them. I have two kids. They are 29 and 32, respectively. Their presence in my life is a gift of untold proportion which I'm pretty sure I don't deserve. Like all mysteries, there are 10,000 layers to the mystery of fatherhood, so it's not like I understand it. I am, however, confident of one thing down to the marrow of my dad's soul, and that is whenever my observation or my instincts suggest to me that either of my kids are in hell, my deep abiding desire to upon our demise. To be in hell is simply to be cut off from God, to experience oneself as distant from God, cut off from the source of love. Richard Rohr suggests, suggests brilliantly, I think, that the core characteristic of love is flow. To be in hell is to know yourself as outside of that sacred flow. We all know what it feels like to be outside of that sacred flow. We've all been in hell. To be in hell is to have forgotten who we are, to have forgotten that we are loved, crazy loved by the author of love, baptized. Behold, this is my beloved daughter in whom my pleasure rests. We are in hell when we are alienated, isolated, alone, paralyzed by fear and anxiety and shame and anger and resentment. We are in hell when we have a difficult time availing ourselves to warmth, tenderness, intimacy, trust, community, life-giving sexuality, joy, energy, hope, delight, love. My kids have spent a lot of time in hell. Not because they're bad, far from it. They have spent time in hell because they're human beings and because their dad is imperfect and awkward. I said earlier When I sense that my kids are in hell, my desire and ache to love the hell out of them is fierce and unbounded. To the extent that this is true, one can only imagine how fiercely the dad part of God aches to love the hell out of us. Before I conclude by wishing all of us a happy and blessed and graceful Father's Day, allow me to bring some attention to a sneaky word in the crescendo line, from our Taos bed and breakfast story. Remember the guy said last week he let me love the hell out of me. Getting out of hell is a cooperative venture. God does not drag us out of hell. That's not the nature of God. God invites, cajoles, encourages, begs, implores us to let him love the hell out of us and to welcome us home into love. With respect to our marriages, parenting, relationships of all kinds, we pray to let the dad part of God love the hell out of us. With respect to all things COVID-19, we pray to let the dad part love the hell out of us. With respect to our church, we pray to let the dad part love the hell out of us. With respect to our city and our country and our the painful legacy of racial strife, we pray to let the dad part of God love the hell out of us. All of this having been said. It brings me great pleasure to wish you a happy, blessed, graceful Father's Day. Thank you to Terry Nelson Johnson for being on today's episode. And to all father figures, I wish you a very happy Father's Day weekend. For more information about resources available at Old St. Pat's, please visit our website at oldstpat's.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.